This is Jade. This is Carly. And this is Mommy's Tell All. Hi, Jade. Hi, Carly. Man, what a crazy time we're living in, huh? 2020. Goodness gracious. 2020 is not, it is, has not been great. We've said this. I feel like we've said this for months. 2020 has not been good and it actually is now worse. You know, it's crazy because we were talking about this on a couple other episodes and um, just the situation with COVID-19 and what's happening globally. And at first, I think people were just like, oh, it's not that bad. Nobody's getting sick yet. And now it's getting really serious. And it's very scary. We've been quarantining. Um, we've been self-quarantining today. It'll be two weeks. We've been since March 13th over in Gosh. California because it's uh, California, I think, is like the fourth top um, state right now for cases. So it's, it's it's pretty serious over here. It's really scary. I'm I mean, we are obviously quarantining, too. Um, but they haven't done like the extreme lockdowns in Tennessee, like they've done in California and, you know, New York and a lot of those places. But I mean, can you guys even go on walks like around your neighborhood? Are you allowed out of the house at all? Yes, you are. You're allowed to, okay. cause like they're obviously essential businesses are still open. So right now Brooks has an ear infection. So I'm like, do I take him to the doctor? Oh, no. Like the doctor is open, but we'll probably, I'm probably going to call today and just see if they can get him a prescription over the phone. But like, we're allowed to go for walks. The other day was nice. And there were quite a few people out on a path that's near our house, but everybody mm-hmm. was, you know, staying away. People were just kind of like quietly, like smiling at each other and being polite, but nobody was like, congregating or anything. There weren't very many people out, but we try to stick to our neighborhood, which is a gated community of about 20 houses. And everyone here is already very private. So I haven't really Mm -hmm. seen any of my neighbors. That's good though. That's how it should be. No one should be seeing anybody out. It makes me so nervous when I do. Yeah. (laughs) You know, even like cars going down the road. I'm like, where are you going? You need to be staying in your house. <laughs> <laughs> we can see from my house um, on our second floor out of our community, a pretty busy highway. And normally how tr- much traffic is on it. It's crazy how there's nobody driving now. California, it's pretty serious here. Um, I do know like where my mom lives. She's still going to work until they tell her not to and stuff. They're just practicing. Yeah, your all mom the, works at a hotel, right? Yeah, but it's kind of like a day-to-day basis right now because it is slow. But mm. um, until they're told by either their corporation or by the government that they have to shut down, it's kind of just a day-by-day basis when they're just practicing safe precautions of Gosh. social distancing and washing hands, yeah. wearing gloves. It's pretty crazy. How are you guys spending your time? Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like, I mean, obviously, like the things on Amazon, like they're getting out the necessities first. But I I open like a new present every like week, right? <laughs> today, we opened uh, like a blow up swimming pool. It's been cold, but it was actually, it's nice today. And so I blew up the swimming pool and then we put, I mean, a little bit of water in it. And so Bella's playing in the swimming pool today. I had bought one of those little bitty little tykes trampolines like just little things to have something new you know so she's not because bella loves to go out she is the queen of being like let's go to the store let's go to the park let's go you know and yeah it's so hard to just keep kids occupied 
I mean, they have to also be feeling what we're feeling. Let's be honest, Jade, you and I spend a lot of time at home anyway, so it's not like completely different for us, but it's, I feel like it's different because like, oh, we can't take our kid to the store to like get out for the day. Yeah. I don't think Emmy understands what's going on, to be honest. I haven't really told her anything. She, her world hasn't changed much. Um, yeah. she's not aware. And I kind of just think it's good that for her to be like that right now, it's, it's something to, yeah. I don't think she would be able to understand. She understands when people are hurt and she understands when people are sad, but I just really don't feel like explaining the big picture to her. She's two and a half. So yeah. I just haven't really said anything. Um, I don't, I don't want to stress her out, <laughs> you know? So, and I don't, she doesn't really pay attention if the news is on. She only likes if some kind of Pixar movie is on or something. <laughs> Do you feel like Bella can sense it though? Um, I try, like there was a day she's like, I want to go to the store. And I was like, Bella, we can't go to the sco- store because people are sick and we don't want to get sick. Evan's been keeping the news on, which she obviously doesn't understand, but she'll be, she looks at the TV now and she just says like, doctor, doctor, sick doctor so she like knows there's something going on with like doctors and sickness but she has no idea like what that even means you know what I mean yeah. she just knows like a doctor takes care of sick people and when she goes to the doctor she hates it <laughs> yeah Emmy loves washing her hands anyways she thinks it's like amazing she loves oh to my do gosh it. so does Bella so it, that's been easy for us I'm like it's time to wash our hands and Emmy loves just the feeling mm-hmm. I think she just likes the feeling of the water on her skin yeah. And she likes using soap and watching the, you know, bubbles and stuff. So that's been really easy for us doing that. She even mm-hmm. likes hand sanitizer. So. Oh my gosh. I know. I just got some more hand sanitizer in the mail and I'm very excited that you I did. did. I was just going to say, it's just like scary. Like we don't know what the next coming weeks will bring. Yeah. Hopefully it gets better instead of worse. You know, hopefully people s- stick to this self-quarantining. Yeah. You know, I did you see like... Not trying to call anybody out, but did you see like those pictures of Peter and Kelly like out and about in Chicago? I don't know what they're doing. I don't even know if they're together, but yeah, it's crazy. I was just, I was like, you guys have to set an example. <laughs> We're supposed to be self quarantining. Get I mean, in your house. It's a lot of social responsibility to, as like a, someone in like the public eye, to like mm-hmm. be an responsible role model in this situation. Like it is kind of our duty. Like if we're going to be on social media, we need to be showing people like being a good role model and being like, these are the practices we all should be doing because we all should be caring for one another and Mm -hmm. get this over as soon as possible. You know, like let's be strong together and just all social distance and let's ride this out together. And so I get that, but then it's also, it's like hard because that's a lot of responsibility, but I don't agree with what they're doing, but they weren't like flashing it in front of people. You know, it was like paparazzi style photos. So somebody was taking pictures of them, but it just, it's so weird because you cannot show symptoms for like 14 days, you know, so like potentially one of them could be sick, you know, you have no yeah. idea. Ugh. And Colton already had it. My gosh, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It's a lot. So basically what we're trying to tell everybody is we feel you. We're here with you. Let's all social distance, knock this virus out, and then we can get back to our normal, normal lives. Yeah. I mean, we all just have to think about everybody's loved ones and how we want to keep each other safe, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know it's just like the web that we have is so big when you think about it, you know, how many people we're connected to. Yeah. Have you seen those videos where they show like the rate by the power of 10 of infection spread with COVID-19? It's crazy. Like one person 
to the power of 10 because the COVID-19 spreads by the power of or three to the power of 10, which means one person can potentially, if they don't socially distance themselves, can spread it to, I think it was like 29,000, 49,000 people, something some like, oh my gosh, what's the three to the power of 10, whatever that is. So it's very, 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 very infectious, but we are making the most of it over here. We are trying to stay positive. I mean, I get worried on some days, like seeing the numbers go up is nerve wracking, but we are just trying to, we are very fortunate. My family gets to stay in. We get to work from home. Thank you to all the healthcare workers out there that are. Yes. Healthcare workers, the the people in the grocery stores, the food delivers, the people in the restaurants. Oh my gosh. Like what would we be doing without all of these people that are in the trenches? Yeah. Thank you so much because you're putting your selves and your families at risk of infection. So thank you. Well, I guess we should change the subject a little bit to the guest that we have on today. We have Mark Mercuse. Uh, He was actually on the reality show called Average Joe a while back. And he is a single father of an eight-year-old daughter, an entrepreneur. He um, has sole custody of his daughter. And we wanted to just hear um, from a guy's perspective what it's like to be a single parent because we haven't done that yet. So I'm super excited to talk to him about all the things, especially since, you know, Evan was a single dad for a while before he met me. But first, let's talk about our sponsors. Hey, Jade, have you noticed being around your house and like running around during this quarantine all day chasing toddlers like that you're, you smell? <laughs> well, I know I am sweating because I am drinking like 10 cups of coffee a day just to keep up with them. <laughs> So it's nice that I need to actually like invest in a good deodorant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hear you there. Well, let me tell you about native deodorant because it is formulated without aluminum, parabens. It's also vegan, never tested on animals. And it's all really good ingredients like coconut oil, shea butter, and it smells amazing. They have 10 cents. My favorite scent is coconut and vanilla. And it works like you don't smell anymore. You smell delicious like eucalyptus and mint or cucumber mint or lavender and rose instead of like B.O. It's not like that overbearing scent either, you know, that gives you a headache. It's a very light, relaxing scent. It almost feels like you're a walking like aromatherapy bottle or something. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. It smells so good. It's no risk to try either free shipping on every order and Native offers 30 day free returns and exchanges in the USA. Not convinced still over 9,000 five star reviews from happy customers have been made when people switch to Native. So for all of our listeners right now, we're giving you 20% off your first purchase. Visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code mommies during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com promo code mommies. And right now you can get 20% off your first purchase. Visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code MOMMIES during checkout. That again is 20% off your first purchase. Visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code MOMMIES during checkout. Okay, did you guys know that the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends babies sleep in your room for the first six months? Well, Charlie sleeps in my room. 
and he sleeps in the Halo Bassinest. I use this for Bella too. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. We do not bed share because it's not recommended. It's not safe for the baby. The Halo Bassinest is so easy. It makes sleep safe and they're so close to you. It also makes sleep way easier for both of you. This is one of my favorite products I tell everyone about when they ask for recommendations for newborns. It includes the core features that parents love, including a 360 degree swivel and rotation to bring your baby close for safe sleep in their own separate space. It's patented lowering bedside wall lets you tend to the baby from the bed, which is ideal for also moms recovering from C-sections. It has breathable mesh on the walls. So optimal airflow can come in and out of the baby's bed and the bed is now removable so the baby has a safe space to nap around the house which how cool is that you just take your bassinet with you and there's new beautiful fabric prints to complement any decor it's also machine washable fabric zips off so easily this is on select models but it's available in four different models each with their own beautiful fabric unique features it's sold at bye bye baby target amazon and halosleep.com and for mommies tell all listeners we have a special offer visit halosleep.com and use the offer code MOMMIES10 to save 10% on any purchase over $200 or greater. Mark, we're so excited to have you on. We've never actually had a, uh, we don't have a lot of guys on here in general. So one, I'm excited to have a guy on. Two, I'm excited to have a dad on. Three, I'm excited to have a single dad on so we can see what life is like on your side of the road. What is life like over there? Mark. I, you know, um, well, I mean, I, as somebody's listening to this five years from now and not knowing what the heck I'm talking about, but we've been locked up, you know, for the coronavirus thing for, uh, we've been in the house for almost two weeks now. So it's just been me and my daughter. And then my girlfriend obviously has been quarantined with us as well. So we're all just kind of going a little stir crazy and trying to get creative on what the heck to do. What have you been doing? You know, the, our our big thing that we do every day is we all get in the car. So my so just to intro, my daughter's eight years old, and I'm a single okay. dad, and I do have full custody of her. We will get in the car and drive around and do Pokemon Go. Oh, is that still a thing? That's it, so you fun. know everybody says that it kind of is, and so we we get in the car and we drive around. We don't you know we're like in our little quarantine bubble basically, but we just run around and catch yeah. Pokemon all day. So that that's one way we can kind of get outside and not feel like we're going to come home and kill each other. But then also, you know, my daughter has That's score. a fantastic idea. We used to play that. Yeah, it's it, bring it back because a lot of people oh, are. Oh, yeah. Still, are you homeschooling? She's out of school, but the school is sending out daily curriculum. Um, so she a lot of it. I mean, you, you guys have younger kids, so you're not quite there yet. But when your kids are about eight or yeah. so, that's about the, the crossing line where she can do most of the work on her own. Um, you know, she needs some help. Um, today, she has to write a poem, for example, and she was a little confused about the flow of the poem. So mm. um, after I'm off the call here, I'll sit down with her and, and, and go over that with her. But, you know, also, I'm really lucky. I work from home. So and I work for myself mm-hmm. uh, normally. So to me, other than having everybody around me, this is pretty much my norm. I mean, I work in PJs all day pretty much anyways. It's just more the weekends where we can't get out and do much right now. 
I want to take a second really quick to talk about something that we can do with our kids while we're all sheltering in place. If you think it's impossible to get a kid to put down the cell phone or video game and do something that's good for their brain, you're wrong. It is possible. Let's take a second to talk about KiwiCo. It's a science and art subscription box for kids tested by kids, and it's more fun than any game they can play. I was even surprised by how much we love them. Emmy's been getting them since she was a baby. Brooks gets them. It's Emmy's favorite thing to get in the mail. Her last one was a fish pond with these like felt fish and turtles and sea life. And she had a fishing pole that had a Velcro top to it. She could learn how to fish them. There was also an art project where she made like a stained glass type of turtle and fish. And she had so much fun sticking those onto them and making it look beautiful. Your child can get super cool hands-on science and art projects delivered to their door every month. What kid doesn't love to get the mail? And I know as a parent, it can be hard to find creative and new things to keep your children busy and challenged outside of school. KiwiCo solves that problem and you can spend quality time tackling projects together at home. Do something new and fun with your children. You can learn about individual projects from the KiwiCo store if you don't want to commit to a whole subscription. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get your first month free on select crates at kiwico.com slash mommies. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash mommies. So my favorite me time is in the morning when Brooks is independent playing on the floor and I can go make myself a cup of coffee and I love to have a protein bar with my coffee and just relax and enjoy it and watch him play. It's my little self-care moment, but Built Bar makes the most amazing protein bars. They sent me a box and I ran out so quickly that I had to order another. My favorite flavor is the peanut butter brownie. It's so delicious. These aren't like your regular protein bars. They get a bad rap where they taste like chalk. They taste like a nougaty candy bar. There's only 110 calories, 15 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, and 6 grams of fiber. Built Bar is the fastest growing protein bar in the world. They innovated the perfect protein bar that tastes amazing. We all try to eat healthy and maintain a healthy lifestyle over here, and we all try to find ways to get more protein in our diet. And this is such an easy way that actually tastes delicious. They have a variety of flavor options, unlike traditional protein bars. So whatever your taste is, you can find one. Built Bar is offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase. Go to builtbar.com and enter the promo code mommies at checkout to receive 20% off your first order. That is B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com and promo code mommies. One taste and you'll be hooked. Is she at the age where she wants to FaceTime her friends and stuff? Does she miss her friends? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I'm one of those fathers who she doesn't have a TV in her room. Anytime she almost ever has seen a movie or TV, I've been there with her. You know, so it's not I don't let the TV babysit her. It's just not my thing. But I mean, we're cooped up in the house. So I put a TV in her room and I give her some time to just watch it on her own at this point. You know, I have a pretty good library of stuff. She's got Disney Plus like every kid on earth does right now. And um, oh, yeah. And so so I've kind of loosened. Yeah, I mean, I've loosened those restrictions. So she's not going crazy, but I definitely have guilt about it. But you also have to be realistic. I mean, the poor kid is just stuck in her room for the next month. You know, I mean, not room house, I guess. But are you guys making TikToks? 
Uh, no, <laughs> no, that's something I definitely don't want to introduce her to. But I can tell you, I've had more than my fill of cat and dog videos. Just to last me the rest of my life and can shoot me now. That's hilarious. My daughter loves ballet right now. And so we're reading the Nutcracker that she got for Christmas. Oh, cool. She wants to read it over and over and over. And then she just wants to watch the Nutcracker ballet on YouTube. So we, I have I can't tell you how many times I've seen the Sugar Plum Fairy Dance since we've oh, been <laughs> quarantined. Well, there's a there's a Nutcracker animated movie, if I remember correctly, actually. Oh, there we'll is. Have to check that I out. I used to watch it when I was little. Gosh, that was a really long time ago. <laughs> oh, God. I'm older I'm than like, both oh, of you combined. That was just a few million years ago. <laughs> Oh, geez. I'm way older than both of you. I, you know, I was on a dating show, but it was way before you guys were on The Bachelor. You, you were on Average Joe. Uh, yes. It's so funny. I was just talking to my uh, husband about that. I was like, he goes, oh, my gosh, I used to watch that show. I remember it, too. I do remember it. I mean, gosh, reality TV was so different back then. That was high school. It is me. today. Yeah. Like, oh, geez. Do you still talk to people from the show? Well, back in my day, yeah, we do. Um, it's funny because a lot of us now. So, that, so as a background, the show was two thousand three. So it it was seventeen years ago. My God, um, I graduated high school in two thousand four. Yeah, I uh, I was publicly humiliated by two thousand four. Um, <laughs> but um, but it was a we dating show. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, but well, I guess I never really you know, feigned a major illness to get a girl, but we're not going to go there. Um, well, you know. Yeah, really. <laughs> Although We all have our different ways. But, uh, but the show was in 2003. Now, most of us are married or have kids. Some of us went to each other's, you know, baby showers and everything. So we, we still do keep in touch. You know, you, you guys know this. You were in the trenches together. And so even if you didn't like each other too much there, there's a lot of amends that are made afterwards when you just realize it was a stupid show. Yeah, that's true. Know? Although Jade and I always liked each other. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we were like friends. <laughs> we were buds. We like sought each other out one day and then it was like, that's my that's my person. And we just like hung out the whole time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we we all hated each other. You hated it? <laughs> I think there's only two people we hated. There's like two girls, but. Right. <laughs> that's funny. You guys all hated each other. Yeah, we didn't. I mean, if we didn't, we didn't all hate each other. But I mean, I'd say like. We we were separated out on the on the show into the thinkers and the drinkers, um, and so I was I was one of the thinkers, right? And then some of the guys were just I was like thirty years old at the time, so I was sort of over the fraternity boy, you know, drinking stupid yeah. thing. And but there were a lot of the guys in the house that weren't, so it caused a lot of stress back and forth. Remind me how this show worked. How does the average Joe work? Well, we were inspired. For the people who. Yeah, don't know it, who are in high school don't at the time. Know. Yeah. Um, right. I, there are literally Weren't people. Born. I was going to say there are literally <laughs> people old. who are sperm. <laughs> I know there were people who are sperms when the show aired <laughs> who are listening to this right now. <laughs> that are listening right oh now. Oh, my God. Just shoot me now. Um, Isn't that weird? So it's super weird. You guys will get there. It's really strange. I mean, isn't it weird that you guys have kids already after the show and you're like, I never would have thought um, this yes. just a few years ago? It's not. Oh, 100%. Right. Yes. And you met your guys on the show itself, which adds a whole nother layer of weird to it. So it was a geeky dating show inspired by The Bachelor where the guys were all sort of geeky instead of, you know, the hot guys you normally see. We were actually inspired by Bob Guinea. Uh, the producers watched his season of The Bachelor. Oh, my gosh. No way. Um, yeah. And so they put us on and basically they brought a group of, of, of sort of geeky guys together. And I was more emo than geeky, really, although I'm 
probably fooling myself. But so halfway through the show, they brought in models to compete with us. Um, And of course, a model won the damn show. But he was actually a really nice guy. We're still friends. He's really sweet. So that was sort of the idea of the show. And for a while there, you know, I was temporarily famous and did all the appearances. There wasn't social media back then, but it was more like going to bars and clubs and all that sort of thing. So I've I've been through that racket Mm. as well. I didn't start a podcast, though. That was stupid of me. Hey, you can start now. There's time. I know the single dad podcast, right? That's that would be a a, that would actually be a really good podcast. I would listen to that for sure. It's got to exist, doesn't it? Doesn't hasn't somebody done that yet? I'm sure there is, but I mean, there's tons and tons of mommy podcasts too, and we're still doing it. I think women like to hear a man's perspective, especially on parenting. So I feel like that would be a really great content to put out. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know, it it does bother me some. You know, you you hear the female perspective and you hear about single moms working their butts off for their kids. And I respect and understand that, you know, but there are some good men out there who really care about their kids. And some, like in my case, who have full custody, you know, and I I work for myself 24-7 as well. And balancing that, that lifestyles is difficult. I can't imagine if you were working nine to five in a, in an office job, how much harder that would be. And it's difficult enough for me. And I have a child who has no special needs, you know, thank goodness, you know, and, and she's really well behaved, but if she had behavioral issues or had special needs, I, I, I'd have jumped off a cliff a long time ago. I, I don't even know how you do it. It's hard. How long have you had full custody of your daughter? Well, it's funny you ask that. Um, I, so I was in a five-year protracted battle. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was psychologically difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, it drained I my life savings. It, it was oh. it was very, very, very hard. And even harder was keeping my daughter from it. Um, so she wouldn't, yeah. you know, hear about it and, and all that. I mean, you guys are very aware of keeping on a happy face when bad news hits you know, for your child and you throw them in bed and then get a good cry in. And I kind of had that for five years. Mm. So it was difficult. So we had basically been splitting custody up until about August of last year. Um, And at that point, uh, I was granted temporary full custody. And we actually did, funny enough, just got the final ruling yesterday um, that those orders were made permanent. Wow. Um, so I, I'm for the foreseeable future, um, my daughter's a full custodian. And it's one of those things where I always thought I'd pop the champagne and be really happy, you know, when I heard that. And I am. I'm happy I could protect her. But the truth of the matter is I, I had very mixed emotions. I was really sad and I was surprised. And, and I realized I was sad because it shouldn't have to be like this. You know, it's still a tragedy, even though I'm, I'm I think I'm doing the right thing for her. Mm-hmm. Um, right. it, it's, it, it just sucks that, that everyone had to go through this. It's just, it's just really sad. So yeah, so I have full custody now and, and I, suddenly I'm the adult in the room, which is weird. You're the full decision maker. It's yeah. You know what? It, it was, it was kind of something to grapple with when I first got the order back in August, because even if you don't trust the other person or, or you have issues with their judgment, um, there's a back and forth right. where when your child is with the other person, mm-hmm. you just don't have control of the situation and you have to accept that. Right. Yeah. We deal with that a lot with Evan's ex-wife, like the, the back and forth of, is this okay? Is this okay? Is this not okay? Is this not okay? They're, you know, a very in-between and all of the emotions. <laughs> Mark, can I ask you a, a difficult question? 
Of course. That's why I'm here to help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like this could help a lot of parents out there who are in a co-parenting situation or maybe in a custody battle. And what, how do you explain everything to your daughter in a way that you said like is still protecting her, but that also is like meeting her needs? That's, and that's a great question. And the answer is nobody has a damned idea. The, the, first of all, you have to be age appropriate. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a three-year-old believes anything you tell them. If you told them that the universe was created by a giant green rat, they believe it. So right. they just accept things. As my daughter's age, though, I'd say she's asking questions now. And she wasn't just six months ago. And you just keep things simple. I think it's important to let her know that I didn't make this decision, mommy didn't make this decision, and and we'll circle back to that in just a second. But just keep it simple that, look, mommy and I both went to a place called court, and in court, they decide what's best for you. And Mm -hmm. in this case, you got to go to a really good school, and you get to spend all the time with your new friends. And so they felt that that was best for you, so they made that decision. And mommy and I agree that that's the best decision. Mm -hmm. And that's just how I keep it. And that's about it. But truthfully, you know, what you always just kind of want to say is, you know, your your mom's batshit crazy, pardon my French. And, you know, so it's it's really, really, really critical. And I can't put too fine a point on this because it has worked in our situation. Never, ever talk negatively about the mom mm-hmm. or the other person, Agreed. I should say. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll be frank, my daughter is extremely happy and balanced. I think a very large part of it is that we've kept that from her during this process. And and I don't talk negatively about mom. If her mom is going to do, quote, crazy things, whatever that entails, she's going to see it on her own. Right. And I can't stop her mom from doing that. You know, so so I the best I can do is clean up my side of the fence and hope that someday the other side of the fence will get cleaned up, but I have no control over that. And I have to accept that. Yeah. I, again, I just, just to really reiterate, I mean, and, and I'm not trying to get on a soapbox and, and talk down at people, but, but really it has worked. I know it's hard. It is the hardest thing ever to not talk negatively about somebody you severely dislike or is causing problems or whatever the case may be, but never talk negatively about the ex. It's just, it's a zero sum game. It will come back to haunt you. It will never work and will only cause your child to have stress and problems. It's, it's just a terrible thing to do. Right. Cause they're to them, they're still the mommy. Yeah. That's exactly what I remember when Evan and I first got together and we were talking about his custody battle and everything that was his one thing he reiterated to me so often, like, but I never, you mm-hmm. know, our thing on both sides was, which, I mean, our side stays strong, but, you know, never talk mm-hmm. bad about the mom, you know, when the kids grow up, mm-hmm. they'll figure it out for themselves and they'll see what, what they want to see and make their judgments on that. But, you know, exactly. They'll also grow up knowing that I respected their mother and, and that's, that's right. It's just such a good moral to stand by. Yeah, it just it's you know what? Maybe you quote win temporarily. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you gaslight the child or whatever. But in the long run, they're going to grow up and hate you. Mm-hmm. And the truth of well, I don't know about hate, but have issues with you. I can tell you and this is something I actually brought up in court that scares me about our daughter, which is you can't you just can't win that game. There's just it's it's just it, 
I've dated so many women over the course of my life who loved their parents but hated their parents at the same time. Okay, and it's very complex. Um, they have complex relationships with their parents. Luckily, I, I have a very positive relationship with my whole family. But I've seen that in so many instances and rectifying the fact that you love this person, but you can't stand them at the same time and how that affects you both in your, your interpersonal relationships in the future is, is really difficult. So I never want to put my daughter into that position, you know, mm-hmm. and and. I can't control, like I said, what happens on the other side. So the best I can do is tell her her mom loves her. She only has one mom. She That will always be her mother. I have a girlfriend right now, and we are very, very clear to my daughter that that's not her mother and never will be, mm-hmm. you know, and and, that, and that's the, the delineation there. Um, they love each other, and they're fantastic with each other, but she still has a mom, and that's right. not her, you know. So eventually, I, it, it saddens me, frankly, because... I do think that my daughter is going to grow up having a lot of issues with her mom in the long run, potentially, um, because of of what's happened. And and we won't get into those specifics. But I wish that weren't the case. You know, just because I have issues with her mom, it doesn't mean that she shouldn't be able to have a positive relationship with her in the future. I wish she had a, a yeah. good relationship with her mother. I, I that, She deserves that, you know, but I can't give that to her, unfortunately. That's something that only her mother can give to her. You know what, though? You shouldn't let yourself feel guilty about that because no matter how much we try and as parents, we try our hardest, our kids are still going to experience things that are going to mess them up. (laughs) Our kids are still going to experience heartbreak and different experiences, you know, so we just do our best we can. And then, you know, that's kind of like the work that they have to go through in their life. That's just kind of their path. I know that's easier said than done, but like you definitely should not be putting any guilt or judgment on yourself. You're doing the absolute best that you can for her. You know, this is just well, thank the you. situation. Yeah. Can I ask you kind of a weird question? Yes. Are you nervous about the preteen years and having all the conversations about like dating, sex, periods, all of those conversations? Ah, uh, that is that is <laughs> Are a you good ready question. for that? Have you started that is, those? That is a good question. Um, if you haven't figured out by the fact that I've practically had a colonoscopy on TV in front of millions of viewers, um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm an open box. Um, I actually I went to medical school. I didn't graduate. I quit. But I'm extremely comfortable talking about that sort of thing. Uh, That's so awesome. It doesn't it doesn't bother me. And you know what? I do believe. And and again, maybe I'm getting on a soapbox here. But I believe that when you aren't open about bodily functions or the word vagina or things of that nature, I believe it creates a stigma around it. Totally. And I want my daughter when she gets older to feel comfortable with her body. And, and uh, you know, I don't want any yeah. any direct, you know, knowledge of this, but I want her to have a confident sex life and a good relationship with other people and to feel that she's pretty even when she's not wearing makeup and be confident in her body. And I think when you start, you know, doing those sorts of things and, oh, I don't want to talk about that place down there or or any of that sort of thing. I think that's what sort of starts that off. And I think women as they get older, really have a lot of body issues that are created by society and and, and other aspects as well. And I, I don't want that for her. I, I want her to feel that she's a beautiful person and, and, and be a little ninja. So that that's a big goal of mine. I love that. And so, to, so to tie back to your question, you know, no, I, I don't have any issues with it. Now, 
I'm knowledgeable about menstruation because of my background and because I ask questions mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm an educated person, but I've never experienced <laughs> that personally. So I think there is value in her talking to you, a woman about it who can directly relate instead of talking about textbook aspects of it, you know, because I don't like, for example, I don't know whether you'd want to use a panty liner or a tampon, for example, it's probably a personal preference, right. but I don't know it why is, you would yeah, use one or the other or what you know, why you came to the decision you did. So speaking to a woman about that would be better for her and and round out the fact that I can talk about the scientific or medical aspects of it. That's a good answer. Well, thank you. I I don't think it's a weird question at all. No, I don't think it's a weird (laughs) question at all. I think that's a really good question because, you know, look, there's that Mr. Mom kind of mentality towards dads that we kind of are a little more buffoonish or don't know how to change a diaper or anything like that. And um, I think that's changing. I think a lot of dads are really good. I mean, my the, when we had our daughter and she was just a little baby, all the dads were in the classes together and a lot of them were changing diapers or were the ones taking the kid into the restroom to, to change their diapers while we were eating lunch or whatever. I think I think it's changing. Um, and I, it's really nice to see that the fathers are are active participants and what is some of the best memories I have of, of my whole life. I love that. Me too. Um, my, my midwife, when I had, uh, when I was pregnant, always encouraged, you know, the dads to be very involved during the pregnancy and everything like that. And you could see, I feel like there was like a difference and just maybe like the confidence mm-hmm. of a guy being involved where, where before, like it was like, Oh, the dad, the dad's not involved. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I'll tell you when, 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 when my daughter was first born, um, my now ex, she worked away from the home. So she was out working and I was the one taking care of, of my daughter. And uh, what I found was really interesting. There was this interesting disparity because I had major clients that I would talk to on the phone, like Macy's and, and things like that while my daughter was sleeping. Because as you know, when they're babies, they just sleep all day. Well, more or less. And they wake up and you got to go get them. But I'd be on the phone with a client and my daughter would wake up and start crying because she needed a bottle or diaper change or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I would say to the client, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I have to go take care of my daughter right now. And what I found was that the clients were all unanimously, oh, my God, you're a dad who's taking care of their child, you know, during the work. That's amazing and good for you. And that's that's really awesome. And I benefited from that. But honestly, I feel that if I were a woman and I did the exact same thing, it'd be like, oh, okay, go take care of the kid. That's what you're supposed to do or what have you. It was a really interesting disparity. But it was interesting how people would have so much more patience and honor and awe of what I was doing, which women do all the time. It was really strange to me. I feel that all the time on social media when I like video my husband doing something with my daughter or my son. And they're like, he's such a good dad. I can't believe like how involved he is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if I was doing that, nobody would give me any credit. Right. Yeah. A woman. <laughs> it's, it's true. Right. A woman changing her daughter's diaper is not a good mom. Right. It's just a mom. But a dad doing that is like, oh, my God, that's so sexy and cool. And you're a good dad. And it's like, I'm just. I'm doing what I should be doing. I'm a participant in my child's life. And and I I, I miss, I mean, look, I, I'm one of those guys who I hated having a baby, by the way. And I don't mean it in general, but 
everyone who romanticizes the first six months is it, the first six months is a nightmare, and we all just need to come to grips with that fact. It's a complete and total nightmare. <laughs> but you know, it, it's like if you can imagine not sleeping for one night, well, try that for six months straight without a break. You know, it's 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 a genuine yeah. nightmare. But when I I fed I was the one who fed my daughter um, in the middle of the night. Uh, before I went to bed because I worked for myself so I could stay up late and 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 get up late and I'll never forget the last night I fed her that bottle when we were converting her to to a full night's night of sleep and I put her I gave her her bottle it was about two in the morning I put her back in her crib and I just stared at her and I just started crying uh and it was really mm-hmm. weird to me because there's that aspect where you're like this is such a pain in the rear doing this every day but when it ends and your child is starting to grow up and 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 get a tiny bit of independence at six months old that they can sleep through the night, it was like a milestone. And it was really interesting to me. I, I really was was sad that that was taken away. It was this beautiful bonding thing we did every night together, you know? God, that's really sweet. Yeah, it's so bittersweet. Yeah, it is You can come over and feed my baby at night if you want to, because I don't like doing it every three hours. <laughs> well, I am I am lactating right now, so that should be no problem. <laughs> oh, we're funny. on formula, so it's okay. Um, I have Ugh. one more I have one more question sure. for you before we let you go. And this is just a very generic question, but we love to ask people these. What is your favorite thing about being a dad? Oh wow. <sighs> Yeah, gosh, there's so much to answer about that. I'll sort of start to answer this in a roundabout way, and I apologize if I'm taking up way too much time and answering a pretty simple question. But parents don't talk about this too much. But when you're a woman and you have a child growing inside you during your pregnancy, you have this incredible bond with the child even before it's born. And and the moment you see it, there's this deep chemical and emotional bond you have. I think a lot of fathers love their kids when they're born, but there isn't that overwhelming, why am I just not crying and overwhelmed by this, the, the, other than the responsibility, by this love. I, I love my child, but, but it, it's not instant. And it takes some time for that to grow with a father. And it isn't until the child mm-hmm. smiles or giggles after a month or two or crawls over to you, and then you see them standing up and walk over to you and hug you. And then they just come to you one day and just say, Dad, I love you. And then you know, you, you ride your first roller coaster with them and you take them to Disneyland and they they go to school the first time. All these milestones start adding up. And and after a certain point, for me, it was about six months in. She just had me wrapped around her finger, heart, mind and soul. But I think I think it just takes a little more time for men. So to answer your question within that context, there's so many little things. And and right now at eight years old, she's my sidekick. I've got my little monkey who comes with me everywhere and does cool stuff. You know, we go to Disneyland all the time. We have annual passes. Um, and she loves riding Space Mountain and wants to go on, you know, the roller coasters now and stuff. And she's a little too short for, for some of them. But overall, you know, it, the limitations are a little gone. And she can work on her own a little bit and, and and she does art projects and things like that. And so as I'm watching her grow and become an independent young girl and future young and, and old woman, hopefully I'm around for that, um, it's been amazing to watch her just gain that independence and, and, and become a human being from just a little clump of cells not too long ago. And it's, it's really just incredible. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm... I'm proud of her. I'm happy to watch her grow and 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 I love her to death and 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 it's really 
it's just fun to watch and and be a part of being able to guide her into what I believe so far has been working. She's a great little girl and and hopefully she'll be a great woman as well. And that that's that's my role. That sounds like she will be. Yeah, I think if you question everything you do as a parent, that probably means you're a good parent. My mom says that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, parenting is just taking what your parents did, filtering out what you didn't like, keeping what you did like, and filling in the blanks. That's actually very true. It's a good idea. Well, yeah. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. It was, this was such a great conversation. I learned so much. I, I really appreciate you single dads out there because, I mean, I'm, I married one and <laughs> you, you are, you are some solid dudes. Well, you know, I, I, you, you deserve a lot too. You came into what wasn't an easy situation, right? I mean, that's really hard, and you, and you handled it well, and you were there for it, and that, that's huge. That, that, that's just as hard. I mean, I, I, you know, kudos to you for that. Oh, you thank know? you. That's really nice. I mean, Jade, what, <laughs> Jade, whatever. But Carly, you know, I'm so yeah um and by the way uh, people can check out my site as well coparentguide.com i put up articles about single parenting and being a dad and, and and help people through difficult times if they're going through a custody battle as well that is amazing that's awesome yes, everyone be sure to go Very check that helpful. out i'm gonna be checking that out too you know you got plenty of time right now all right well thank you so much for being with us and uh yeah, I will. We'll be talking to you soon, but um, check that out. And thanks for listening. Thanks so much, guys. No, I appreciate the time. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon, Mark. Awesome. Well, that was like a super interesting conversation. I mean, I feel like I I've asked Evan a lot of those questions and it was interesting for him to answer the same way, but then also a completely different way because he's a single dad of a girl as opposed to single dad of boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking about you guys a lot during his conversations, just how like you kind of like walked into kind of a similar situation where, I mean, I don't want to get into specifics, but like Evan was kind of in some custody battle stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's really, it's really just nice to be one able to like talk to a guy. <laughs> I'm like, we always have women on here. It's like val it validates so much of the things that Evan has gone through. And I mean, gosh, you just, you know, sometimes you just want to like go give somebody a hug and pat him on the back and say, man, you're doing a great job because he, he is, he's, he's doing a great job and he's just trying to raise a beautiful, smart, independent, self-loving little girl. And he is, and that's, mm -hmm. Gosh, that's all we can hope for. He just has such a good outlook. Yeah, no, he sounds very grounded. Um, I think it's hard being a single parent or a co-parent, no matter what the situation is, you know, whether you guys get along great or whether you don't get along great, you know, whether there's other things involved where custody has to be given to one parent or whatever. But right. shout out to all the all parents out there anyways, but shout out to all the parents right. out there who are doing it singly because that's a, that's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being with us. Um, we love you. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And we'll be coming at you next week from uh, quarantine. From our Maybe. houses. <laughs> from our houses. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>